Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Calling all detectives. I was given a table at which a woman had fainted a few minutes earlier and found scrawled in lipstick a strange message. And that is the situation on this page for my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. When you're a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, you know that the tiniest crumb of information can contain a lot of food for thought. The kind of food I wanted when I walked down Layton Street was roast beef, rare. So when I passed Smithland's Grill, I walked in and found myself in a scene of confusion. The head waiter was carrying the body of a woman who hung limply in his arms. At that moment, the proprietor came dashing over. Oh, nothing to worry about. The lady's upstated. Just turn up the air conditioning higher, please. The head waiter and the proprietor took the woman outside. Another waiter grabbed me and propelled me to a table. Sit down, sir, and have this table clean for you in a second. I sat down, but I wasn't hungry anymore. The food already on the table had barely been touched, and there was a crumpled napkin soiled with lipstick before me. Obviously, this table had been the one occupied by the fainting lady. The waiter saw my expression, gave a signal, and a moment later, two busboys were sweeping the table clear. The waiter laid a fresh tablecloth at one end of the table, started unrolling it toward me. At the same time, a busboy picked up the last plate from the used cloth and revealed some letters and numbers scrawled on the cloth in lipstick. I stared at the marking. I was looking at my own telephone number. A waiter gave me the same table at which a woman had fainted, and on the tablecloth, in lipstick, I found scrawled my telephone number. I grabbed the head waiter. What was that woman's name, and where was she taken? Uh, uh, Miss Margot Wilson. Uh, we took her to the doctor across the street. Please, sir, you're hurting my arm. The office of Dr. Henry Drake uh, gave Miss Wells emergency treatment for poisoning. She was taken to Wentworth Hospital just a few minutes ago. Uh, what is your interest in the matter, Mr. Browning? I don't know yet. I found a message intended for me. 
I'll know more about it after I talk to Miss Welch at the hospital. Dr. Drake shook his head. Uh, it's out there. She has a bad case of shock. Loss of speech. May take weeks to recover. Margot Welch looked like an enormous doll in that hospital bed. She stared wildly at me, then at the hospital attendant. I leaned over her. I'm Jerry Browning, Miss Welch. If you want my help, blink your eyes twice. Her eyelids fluttered shut, opened, shut, opened again. I turned to the attendant. You saw that? This woman is now my client, and I am authorized to act for her. I want a 24-hour nurse on duty, and I will send a registered operator down here as a guard to ensure Miss Welch's personal safety. I turned back to the woman. I must ask you some questions, Miss Welch. If the answer is yes, close your eyes. If it's no, keep them open, do you understand? Her eyes closed. Okay. I'll make it as brief as possible. Well, I've been in on some tough questioning sessions, but this was the worst of them all. I got permission to examine her purse, learned that she was a designer of exclusive costume jewelry. Then, are you afraid of somebody? Answer, yes. Do you know who it is? Answer, no. Have you received threatening letters? Yes. Do you have the letters? No. What happened to them? A question withdrawn. Did you destroy the letters? No. Did you give them away? Yes. Do you have a business associate? Yes. Does she have the letters? Wild fluttering of eyes, question rephrased. Does he have the letters? Yes. I got up. You go to sleep, Miss Welch. I'll stay outside until your guard arrives. You have absolutely nothing more to worry about. Out in the corridor, I mopped my brow and wished I felt as self-assured as I'd sounded. I phoned Jack Marbridge, an unassuming little operator who'd slap a tiger on the teeth if it happened to be in the line of duty. I explained the assignment, waited until he arrived, then... The showroom and shop of Margot Creations was a swank salon in the Palmerston building. As I entered, a distinguished-looking gray at the temples man came forward to meet me. Yes? What can I do for you, sir? They can talk to me. Are you Miss Welch's business associate? Yes, I'm Gregory Morgan. Is something the matter? Yeah. Your partner is dying at Wentworth Hospital. Somebody tried to poison her. Let's have those threatening letters she was sent. Morgan looked embarrassed. Why, fact is, I didn't take them seriously, and I'm afraid you fooled them away. Very, very smart. Okay, tell me this. Why should anybody threaten Miss Welsh? Who are her enemies? Morgan hesitated. I know of no enemy, but a very strange thing did happen recently. Margot designed a pair of bracelets, heavy renaissance stuff for which she's noted. They were a matched pair, but one had a tiny concealed compartment for a picture or a charm, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I told her the compartment would be ideal for carrying poison, like the Borgias did. Mr. Morgan, skip the build-up and get to the point of any. Morgan looked pained. The bracelets were purchased by Martingale, the most exclusive shop. Meanwhile, Margot kept getting those letters, which depressed her terribly. But this morning, one of the bracelets came back, a faulty class. And when we examined the bracelet, it was the one with the concealed compartment. And what do you suppose was in the compartment? I've never been so outraged in my life. 
I grabbed Morgan by the coat. What was in there was baloney like the rest of your story. I picked up the unconscious Morgan, slapped him out of slumberland, took him down to my car and downtown to Smithson's Grill, where Miss Welch had been poisoned. I want every waiter in the place to take a good look at this character and tell me whether he remembers seeing the guy here about the same time as Welch got sick. Why, sure. He was across the room, and when he saw the dame, he got up and talked to her for a couple of minutes, then went on out. That's what I thought. And he dropped some poison, probably, into a water glass. Come on, you amateur Borgia, let's go to headquarters. We had another questioning session, this time with Mr. Morgan. And he finally confessed that he'd tried to frighten Margot Welch into selling out. And when that didn't work, tried to poison her. His big mistake was to assume that Margot was really dying. And the hint that she'd tried to commit suicide with some poison she'd found in a bracelet. That was the point at which I slugged him. Like I said... You don't have to be smart to realize that a woman who's trying to kill herself won't merely leave a detective's telephone number scrawled on a tablecloth. The female of the species is never that quiet. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Horton stops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.